everybody. Uh, that might have cut me off, but whatever. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. Uh, I am your host, George Rogers, and alongside of me, as always, is Dean Holtzapple. What? <laughs> How's everybody doing? It's been, uh, it's been, what, about two weeks, right? Roughly. It's been a minute. Yeah, I was, uh, I was on vacation to Disney. Great trip. Awesome trip. Um, probably one of my best trips, honestly. It was a little crowded at the beginning, but it, it tapered off, and it was it was a great trip. I got on every ride I wanted to get on. Um, as much as I hate the Genie Plus and the Lightning Lane, I took full fucking advantage of that shit because I was not waiting in those fucking lines. Um, we'll see how long that lasts for if JPEG gets booted. But we're back, and we are officially in the Movies You Love to Hate month of February. And um, to start us off with, we're doing a classic, and I'm telling you right now, greatest movie of all time, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. And um, yeah, I'm excited for this because uh, I love this movie. Uh, it's prime early 90s cheese action movie. And um, so I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this. Um, yeah. We'll let everybody know uh, a couple weeks ago before we before we get in this, uh, we talked about when we talked about Peacemaker a couple weeks ago, I said that we were going to do a book of Boba Fett uh, like overview of the whole series. Uh, George, I'm going to I'm going to pitch this to you right now. I'm sure you'll agree. We're going to wait another like two ish weeks to do that and just piggyback on the back of the Return of the Jedi episode for that. It just makes sense. I'm OK with that. Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense to talk about that show after we do the the, the the Return of the Jedi review. I mean, you know, why why tack it on the back of a, I don't know, Fast and the Furious 3? Or I, I mean, We're not doing that, but I'm just saying, like, a, a shitty movie like that, you know what I mean? So yeah. we'll, we'll tack it on the back of another Star Wars review. And then, um, and then um, Peacemaker, uh, I think there's two episodes left. So two left. Two we'll left. probably do that. Um, maybe the week before we'll figure out when when we'll, we'll we'll do about that because I'll be honest with you I'm not gonna lie I'm really enjoying the show. Uh, the first two episodes were a little hard for me to get through. The, the comedy was just not there for me, but man, it's it's really good. It's really really good, and I'm looking forward to talking about that when it's over with. So, um, who would have thought John Cena would be like a great actor? But here he is. Yeah, you know? here he is. I mean, he's, he's selling it. Yeah, he's made a believe right of me again. So, um, but with that being said, uh, I mean, there's nothing really new to, 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 to discuss. Um, I believe George and Chris did an episode of hot tag last week. So if you, if you know, all six of you listen to that, check that out. I believe you guys are recording tonight as well. Yes. Are you I, uh, joining for that one? I haven't decided if I'm going to hop on or not. So, um, I'll, I'm sure you guys will be doing that around nine 30 ish. I'll let you guys know if I'm going to hop on with you. I don't even know I what mean, the topic is. Oh, it's WrestleMania 13. The greatest of all time. Uh, well, I might have to jump on that one. <laughs> is that when Undertaker beat Sid? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Undertaker, uh, won the WWF title and mm. the loser was everyone in attendance. <laughs> that was a bad match. I'm not gonna lie. It was a bad pay-per-view except for yeah, one match. That yeah, was a one was. match pay-per-view. Yeah, that was that was that was not a good one. So I might I might jump on with you guys for that. Um I just I haven't I mean obviously I was 
I was in Florida, but I just haven't been in the mood to talk wrestling, which is why I probably haven't been on the last like two or three episodes. So, but um, but that it's be- because you were in Florida and you didn't go see an AEW taping. Oh yeah, that's it. But yeah. um, with that being said, um, let's rock and roll into Harley Davidson and the Marvel Man, the greatest movie of all time. <sighs> Released August 23rd, 1991 on a budget of $23 million and a box office intake of $7.4 million. Oh, it, it made some money. <laughs> well, technically, no. <laughs> uh, directed by Simon Winsor, written by Don Michael Paul. Um, music by Basil Poldois. Sure. Um, sure. Actually, he has done other stuff. I when I, we were watching it, I clicked on it. Uh, Starship Troopers, The Hunt for Red October, RoboCop, George's favorite movie of all time, Iron Eagle, Red Dawn, Conan the Barbarian, Free Willy, and the not musical version of Les Miserables that starred Liam Neeson and Jeffrey Rush. Um, which is oh, he's dead. Which is by funny. the way, rest yeah. in peace. Who Jeffrey Rush? N- no. Uh, this guy, the musical dude. Oh, Basil, uh, Basil Exposition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Simon Winsor also directed Free Willy. So, Austin, that's my mother. She looks like well, a man, man. man. <laughs> this coffee t- smells like shit. This shit, Austin. Oh, God, oh thank God, it's just me. <laughs> so, um, starring... I think we're due for uh, the spy who shagged me. I think we are the, too. Stage double seven. Yeah, I think we are too. Um. Maybe maybe we'll hit that up in March. Um, So uh, starring Mickey work as Harley Davidson. I'm going to I'm going to list these character names, by the way, because it's it's fucking ridiculous. Don Johnson as Robert Lee Edison slash the Marlboro man. Chelsea Field as Officer Virginia Slim. Uh, Anybody knows about Virginia Slims? It's me because that's where my mom used to smoke when she smoked, you know, but she she quit cold turkey like 17 years ago. So good for her. <laughs> Big John Stud is Jack uh, Daniels. Uh, Aloy Casados as Jose Cuervo. Um, those are those are all the names for uh, uh, you know they're based off of cigarettes and alcohol. Uh, then we got Daniel Baldwin, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, a younger, much younger Giancarlo Esposito, uh, Vanessa Williams, Todd Sizemore, uh, Robert Ginty, T. Carrera. And um, Julius Harris, Kelly, who um, fuck it. I'll just finish off. Branson, uh, Branscombe, Richmond, Sven, Oli Thorson and Stan Evar. That's the entire cast. <laughs> I think you got them all. I think you got them all. Uh, also, a little bit Why of this so long. This movie is know. 90 minutes long and there's four paragraphs about it. I don't know. A little bit of trivia for you. Vanessa Williams' character was, uh, she's called Lulu. Um, She was originally going to be called Misty 120, but they decided to change her name at the last minute. Oh, they should have called her that. That would have been great. (laughs) Her last name is just 120. That's it. So. Just 120, sorry. Sorry, I I was reading something else and I I just realized what you said. So. Before I jump right into this, there was a disclaimer that came up at the very beginning of the movie, basically saying, hey, 
everyone in this movie has nothing to do with the brand that they're named after. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't need Virginia Slims getting sullied in any, in any way at all. Yeah, God forbid. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> My mom used to smoke the Virginia Slim 100s. Oh, so they were like a pencil. Yeah. My dad used to smoke new. Uh, he used to smoke Newport 100s. So, um, yeah. Classic. Yeah. In the near future, which yeah. is 1990, <laughs> which is 1996 in this movie, Harley Davidson travels from Texas to Burbank, California to reconnect with his old friend, Marlboro Man, Robert Lee Edison, at their old haunt, Rock and Roll Bar and Grill. Their mutual friend, Jack Daniels, holds animosity towards Harley over an affair he and his now wife Lulu had years prior. The bar has fallen on hard times and the great trust bank has threatened foreclosure, planning to demolish the building to make way for a skyscraper. Harley and Robert convince Jack to help them rob one of the bank's armored cars in order to collect the funds necessary to renew the building's lease. The robbery mostly goes off without a hitch, but the trio are intercepted excuse me, by a group of security agents who almost foil their getaway. Mm-hmm. Upon escaping, they discover the loot they stole from the van contains not money, but a new experimental street drug called Crystal Dream, <laughs> which they 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 mentioned in like a radio ad uh, in the beginning of the movie when Harley gets out of bed with that fucking meth addict that he was in bed with. Yep. Because she did... Yeah. And right from the jump, we know where all $23 million of this budget went to. And yeah. it went to getting the licensing to get Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive playing as mm-hmm. Harley cruises into a uh, gas station and foils a robbery. Yep. You know it. As, as the guy, you know, and, and poor Kelly, who is, uh, is tending the cash register. You know, and he's all cool and leather jacket and trying to look like Bruce Willis, uh, which reminds me. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this movie was originally supposed to have Bruce Willis. Was it really? Yeah. No, you're lying. I, I read about it because um, Don Johnson gave Bruce Willis his first shot as a guest star, as a guest spot on Miami Vice. Mm. Yeah, so they were going to be like old friends, you know, reuniting. So I guess when they signed on Mickey Rourke, they're like, hey, can you look as much like Bruce Willis as humanly possible? And he's like, oh, I think I could do that. I'm only five years away from having my face get mangled and beaten, <laughs> in, beaten in a putty because I'm going to be a boxer now. Apparently, this movie disenfranchised him. And that's why he became a boxer. Yeah, this. Yeah, this is the one. That did it's it. a shame, though, because he was actually a really good actor. Not in this movie. What are you talking about? What you, know you talking about, Willis? Oh, yeah? Yeah, I said it. So, uh, in 1996, California, Burbank is now a um, uh, airport. Mm-hmm. I guess. Apparently. So, which is interesting, because isn't LAX there? In LA? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I guess all news to me. Some, something along those lines. 
Yeah, it's all like this convoluted stuff to make it seem as though, you know, the city has grown around, you know, this small little dive bar that's uh, it's owned by T. He from Live and Let Die. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he meets you know, our introduction to Marble Man, Don Johnson. Yes. Um, is he's playing pool with uh, Branscombe Richmond, who uh, mothers who listen to our podcast would know as Bobby Six Killer from the show Renegade. Um, we I used to watch that show. Oh, I, I, I'm sure you were, you were a big fan, just like, uh, just like I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents were fond of that that show. My mom was too, because yeah, she was married to a biker, so everything in in our lives had to involve motorcycles. So she, ooh, I like that show. He's riding a motorcycle, and it's Lorenzo Lamas. Like, thanks. Just she knew him from one of those bullshit soap operas. I don't know. Falcon Crest. <laughs> Falcon Crest. Don't care. Falcon Dynasty. Knots Landing. Who gives a shit? One of them. Um, so I mean, so she watched it for him and because she liked it. My mom has a thing for people for American Indian guys. So she thought Branscombe Richmond was a was was a gorgeous man. I mean, not bad. Like he looked like a, every nineties uh, mm-hmm. thug. Mm-hmm. With his wicked butterfly knife that he had to whip out, you know. Yeah, you know it. And then he had to like hold <laughs> it up near his face to show, yeah, it's it's a knife that I'm flicking around. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, Marlboro is hustling him at pool. We're not even hustle, really. He's just beating him at pool. But he's talking the entire time while he's doing it, so he's rubbing salt in the wound, you know. And he's got an unlit cigarette hanging out of his mouth to show that he's the Marlboro man. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, afterwards, he talks about, talks about, he beats him, and he's like, oh, so you better get out of here, pretty boy. It's like, oh, well, it's like, I'm not getting out of here until I get five big bills in my pocket and your woman in my bed. You know, classic shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bar fight ensues, as, uh, as you would think, and a 90s bar fight took place that ended with the Marlboro Man beating Branscombe Richmond by smacking him in the head with a cue ball about three or four times. Yeah. Um, apparently, he actually hit him for real and actually knocked out Branscombe Richmond in the filming. No shit. Actually knocked him unconscious. <sighs> wow. So, yeah, there's that. So, so you know, they're, I like how they, in order to save the bank, they're like, hey, we should rob an armored truck. And everyone's like, okay, let's get on board with this. Like, you know, uh, Jack Daniels and uh, the mute or possibly deaf Jose Cuervo. You know, mm-hmm. He's on he's for it. And uh, a young Giancarlo Esposito playing the role of Jimmy, which uh, is, was intentionally done to call him Jimmy because they designed his style off of Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. So there's that. <laughs> Thank you very much. And who would have thought this wouldn't be the last time Giancarlo Esposito would have anything to do with a drug with the word crystal in the name. Yep. As he uh, became a massive star due to Breaking Bad. For oh, yeah. those of you who don't know who he is, um, you have the internet. Look mm-hmm. it up. And now he's in the, the Star Wars up. franchise. Mm-hmm. Pretty much playing Magneto. Minus the, minus the powers. He's great at it, though. We'll say yeah, that. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. So, you know, they, they hijack and then Daniel Baldwin and his crew of not Baldwins show up with their bullet, with their bulletproof black trench coats and, you know, 
it's just a mess. You know, like they robbed the they robbed the fucking trailer or the the, the armor car, and they're like, God, oh, we see like a couple of uh like suckers now, and the and the driver's like, yeah, pros would have used my keys, you know, <laughs> as opposed to blowing up the back of the truck. Yeah, but you know, it's you no know, these guys aren't smart. They're just there to fucking rob a car and mm-hmm. throw throw a shotgun at somebody and not actually use its intended purpose. Yeah, seriously, idiots. <clears throat> The bank's head of security, Alexander, who is Daniel Baldwin, is ordered by CEO Chance Wilder. Oh, God, our names are awful in this movie. Fantastic. They should have just said CEO Tom Sizemore and just, <laughs> or, the, or the very least, Special Agent Dietz, which was his character from uh, Point Break when he was infiltrating the drug gang. Yeah. Uh, to recover the stolen drugs and kill the thieves. Meanwhile, Robert is pulled over for speeding by a motorcycle cop. His ex-lover, Virginia Slim. Mm -hmm. The two spend the night together because she does hoe shit. (laughs) During which Robert learns she's engaged because she does hoe shit. Harley takes Virginia to breakfast the next morning, during which she tells him that the crystal dream is 100% addictive and causes neurological damage and eventually death. Kind of like crystal meth. Probably doesn't ruin your teeth as quick. Uh, probably not. Robert, fuming about Virginia's upcoming marriage, steals her fiance's motorcycle, which is always a smart thing to do when the fiance is a cop. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He and Harley go to the bank's headquarters and talk to Wilder via telephone. They demand $2.5 million in exchange for the drugs. Wilder agrees to have someone meet them that night in the airplane graveyard for the exchange. Alexander shows up with the money and the transfer goes off without any problems. That night when they hang out in the bar's back room celebrating, Marlboro is suspicious of the ease of the exchange. Suddenly, Alexander's men show up, watching through a one-way mirror. The owner tries to convince them that the gang isn't there. Alexander appears to walk away and as if to leave, suddenly turns around and shoots him. They open fire on the room behind the mirror. Harley and Marlboro are the only ones who escape alive as the others are cut down in brutal fashion. The others being Jimmy, Jack, and Jose. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's a by the numbers '90s action movie. Oh yeah, it is. It it is so paint by number. It, it it's insane. This could have been three colors and three numbers. Oh, one is red, two is yellow, three is blue. Oh, picture. <laughs> you know, it's. Of course, he's going to meet, you know, his ex, you know, his ex lover, Virginia Slim. And of course, the Marlboro man uh, is dating Virginia Slim. Yeah, buddy. I'm surprised, uh, you know, she I'm surprised that her fiance wasn't named Joe Camel or some shit like that. Oh, that would have been great. You had I'm just saying you had the opportunity. Maybe Camel's like, you're not going to sully our name. Should have been the sequel. Yeah, so you're not going to sully our name. Our mascot hangs out at a pool hall with a with a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. They could have the sequel could have been uh, Joe Camel and the Indian Motorcycle. I hate everything about you. Good. <laughs> or the or the very least, uh, instead of Jack Taylor's, would be Jim Beam. Yeah. And then you have Jimmy Walker play Johnny Walker. It it, it it writes itself. We could write the sequel right now. What about Jimmy Ray? Are you Johnny uh, Ray? Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Oh, we're expecting that, were you? 
<laughs> well, I mean, you're hit. You're hitting of these one hit wonders as we're reviewing a movie that is essentially a no hit one. <laughs> the only good thing about this movie that I enjoyed Start was Don finish. John was <laughs> was Don Johnson's quips. Because he had some good quips in this, you know. Well, he's because he's he, Don Johnson. He's the only person in this movie who knows how to act. <laughs> hey, Junker hey, he what? knows how to act. He does now. He did oh, in yeah. 1991. Kelly, who is not bad. Once again, her only other role before this was getting choked out in a in a <laughs> on a boat in Friday the 13th Part Eight. That's true. The Godfather, the Godfather of, the, of that franchise. That's true. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> for Chris, specifically for Chris. Chris likes taking his ass. Dear God. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, come all over Chris's face. <laughs> Joyful and triumphant. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, text later t- tomorrow or later tonight going the disrespect, the disrespect or whatever 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 bullshit he says or he just goes un- <laughs> or he just goes unreal this guy here I'm- man this guy here chris chris fucking front runner uh claims he's a fucking niners fan but doesn't want to meet joe montana what niners fan doesn't want to meet joe montana but does he want to meet joe montana man Man, if I had an Eagles hat on, I'd punch him right in the face. This isn't him. <laughs> this is BS. This is BS. He'll be back. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Once they have a good draft. <laughs> so never. Yeah. Fuck Eagles fans, <laughs> by the way. Just putting it out there. Thanks. Hate all of you. I hate, hate 95% of you. The two retreat to the nearby airport and hide in the baggage compartment of a plane. One of the agents nearly finds them, but they escape to Las Vegas, where they check into a hotel, only to be tracked down by Alexander. The two escape to the hotel's roof and jump off into the swimming pool. Hmm. Harley finds out that they've been tracked with a device hidden in the dollar coin given them by Alexander because they made the bet for, you know, two point five million and one because they made, you know, Harley and Marble made a bet with each other garbage they should have been suspicious because of a dollar coin everything else is in bill form and the coin is in a dollar moment mm-hmm. i digress the two hop a freight train headed east after deactivating the tracker but marlboro leaves after telling harley that they owe it to the dead friends that helped them go back to la and settle things harley refuses to go and marlboro jumps off the train harley has a change of heart and catches up with marlboro and they form a plan to meet with alexander reactivating the tracker and the coin Alexander traced them to the airplane graveyard, finding the briefcase that contained the money, but only finding the dollar coin inside. However, he cites, cites, he sees Harley and Marlboro nearby and a gunfight ensues. Marlboro is able to kill both of Alexander's two remaining men. However, Alexander catches Marlboro and holds him hostage. Harley tries to shoot Alexander and misses hitting Marlboro. Harley finally summons up the aim to hit Alexander and the two finally manage to kill him. So we get a, some like actually decent scenes yeah. uh, in the movie, but they're, they're but they almost feel disjointed just because of everything going on. Oh, <laughs> that, that too. Uh, first of all, there was no real reason for them to go to Las Vegas, even a little bit. None. 
uh, it was just kind of like there, like, <clears> hey, <throat> I thought about this scene. We're going to jump off the roof and into a pool. And they're like, all right, let's do it. So I guess they had to go to Vegas for that. But that was all right. So and then they're on the train and they're talking about, you know, they, and Marvel's like, you know, we, we, we got to go back to, you know, you know, all of our friends died for this. You know, we have to go make it right. And Harley doesn't want to. And then Marlboro, you know, quotes a line that Harley said to him earlier. Oh, God, this is going to be. Bear with me, folks. Say I it. didn't write. I didn't say write this it. Line. Say it. Say it's, it. It's better to be dead and cool than alive and uncool. <laughs> Somebody wrote that line. <laughs> yeah. And they're like. <clears throat> this is going on a t-shirt. I feel like it was supposed to be like a slogan on the back of like a Marlboro jacket that mm-hmm. you would get after you cashed in your 2,500 Marlboro miles. Oh yeah. That's exactly God, what it was. Remember, remember Marlboro miles? Barely. Were you, were you, your parents didn't smoke Marlboros, so you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now Chrissy, back where Chrissy used to smoke, Chrissy smoked Marlboros. So, of course she did. Yeah. yeah. You can tell. Um, and she smoked reds, you know, cowboy killers, or as the as the folks call them. And the, you know, the big thing was you know get getting the Marlboro Miles so you could you know cash them in on the catalog, and you, know, you could get a duffel bag, you could get a windbreaker if you had enough, you get a kayak, you know, bunch of bunch of bullshit. Really good stuff that we had in the nineties for promoting products, and you know, kind of like how uh, you know Coke and Pepsi would have the would have the the contests mm-hmm. where you know you have a word on the inside of the cap of a bottle you know if it's mm-hmm. spelled out a phrase you get a prize you know that was like all over the place in the 90s mm-hmm. you know just you, you remember i don't need to tell you you you're there mm-hmm. but but that was the but i mean that was a, a big thing was the was the marvel miles mm-hmm. you know if any five of you are listening uh, maybe even four now, because you probably lost a couple with Dean's uh, twink comment. Mm-hmm. Um, if you still have anything, maybe Chris shouldn't be such a twink. Oh my god! If you have anything left from your Marlboro Miles, we'd like to know about it, because I want to know how well that stuff held up. Because mm-hmm. I had a duffel bag uh, that I used as a book bag for about three months in sixth grade. <laughs> that was Marlboro, and they told me I couldn't use it anymore because it it had Marlboro on it. That's like. I'm, there's no cigarettes in there. I'm, I'm carrying books in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a duffel bag, so it was, it was just a mess. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Harley, act, or not Harley, so, so Marble actually ends up going back to Virginia, you know, for whatever reason. You know, I, I guess, I don't know. He likes her puss. And, you know, he has, you know, and the, the, the boyfriend tells him to leave and they walk away. That's when Harley shows back up and they form a plan. And then they get that little moment where they're up on the billboard where uh, they were earlier in the movie. And they you know, talk about the boots, you know, because Marlboro's got these boots that are held, the, these cowboy boots that are held together with duct tape. It's, you know, what the, you know, what's the, what's the deal with those boots? You know, and he's, you know, the, the boots were, they're given him by his dad, you know, something about rodeo. It, it, it's a whole thing. But either way, he it was like the only thing he ever got from his dad, so he wanted to hold on to him. Which was interesting, because how old were you when you were given those boots by your yeah, dad? seriously. Your feet grow. Yeah. Yeah. 
unless they were just old boots and he was just like i'm wearing daddy shoes as he's walking yeah, around and it's huge but you know they you know uh, harley sits there and he has a bit of a moment where he's you know i don't want to kill anybody you know i'm, I'm not cut out for that i'm you know he's you know he's just a guy who's you know he just doesn't want to kill anybody he's just in it for the thrill you know of robbing a car or robbing an armored car and just being an all-out badass but whatever yeah anyway. which shows because he is a terrible shot terrible mm -hmm. terrible mm -hmm. terrible shot and i pointed out to you when we watched this this movie got one thing right that other movies don't did that it it actually showed them reloading their guns oh yeah because you don't get that like you know harley's got or uh, harley has a six shooter and um Marlboro has a Desert Eagle, so you know. And every time Harley, you know, unloads six rounds, Marlboro gives him shit for it. He's mm -hmm. like, you know, every time you fire that gun, you're spending two dollars. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's like, yeah. Hey, well, what I do? He's like, well, you spent twelve dollars and you didn't hit shit. <laughs> you know. Then you know uh, that's after they kill the one guy. And then they kill the other guy, and he's just yelling at Harley. He's like, Harley, are you even firing that gun? Yeah, it was just. Talking shit the whole time. Alexander yeah. gets the jump on Marlboro. You know, get a bit of a standoff, and Mickey Rourke looks terrible in the standoff. He's no Bruce Willis, and it's, it's obvious. It's obvious. It's obvious. It's obvious. Yeah, it's obvious. It's obvious. As much as he wants to look like Bruce Willis, he's looking like he's like a cosplay Bruce Willis. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what he is. And you know, he goes to shoot Alexander, but hits Marlboro in the arm. And I don't know, I guess shoots him again somehow. Either way, somehow he actually ends up shooting him and then Marlboro gets his gun back and shoots him down and it's, you know, hey, the bad guys are killed. Mm -hmm. but anyway. The duo bribe Alexander's helicopter pilot into taking him to Wilder's office. They give Wilder his money back and demand he change the lease on the bar. Wilder's unwilling to do so and orders his men to kill them when the pilot, paid off by Harley and Marlboro, appears hovering his chopper outside. He opens fire in the office with the chopper's cannon, killing Wilder's thugs. Wilder insults Marlboro's dead father. Marlboro begins to beat him up until Wilder dangles out of the office, out of the window of his office, holding onto Marlboro's disintegrating cowboy boot. Harley helps him out, and the boot comes apart, and Wilder falls to his death. And the, the CGI you would expect from a movie in 1991. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you mention Tia Carrera was part of the cast? Yes, yes, I did. No, I must have been sleeping. You were. But some say she got the Roland Wayne's War because of this movie. Sure. In fact, you actually said that. Yep. Sounds like something you would say. Yeah, it does. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Hey, remember Kyle Bowler? Just saying. Thanks. Mm -hmm. He's, he was no Elvis Kerback. Mm-mm. Kyle want to be a bowler. Do you know who the first ever uh, quarterback in the history of the Baltimore Ravens was? What was it, Elvis Carback? No. Oh, who was it? Vinny Testaverde. Oh, so it was Elvis Carback. Yeah, you're welcome, folks. Yeah. Vinny Testaverde. Mm -hmm. The guy who took the Cowboys to nowhere. And I remember when you guys signed him. Like, <laughs> whew. <laughs> when they signed him, I remember when they signed him, my mom was like, oh, he's still playing. 
Remember when the Jets thought that he was going to be their franchise quarterback at 35 years old? <laughs> Just the saying. Jets have, the Jets have made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> like still being a franchise. Yeah. Uh, really isn't too much to say on that end. I literally said it all. There's nothing to even get into. They show. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because like they there's no reason at all for the owner of the bank to change that lease because it's not like they gave him money that they had. It was money that they stole. Yeah. Well, money that was given to them because of the drugs they stole. So if anything, they were just giving everything back and they're like, Hey, can you change it? It's like, no, you gave me back everything you took from me. So I don't have to give you anything. Yeah. So even with chance Wilder now dead, this begs another massive question. Shoot. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get to the, let me say these last two sentences. Okay. And then we'll get to it. All right. Marble and Harley part ways at a rodeo where Marble is riding a bull. Cause he is. Yep. As Harley rides away, he picks up a beautiful female hitchhiker. Then the last two sentences. Where he sees her, he's like, yeah, where are you heading? She's like, no, we're special. He's like, yeah, come on, I'll take you there. And then she gets on the back of the motorcycle, wraps her arms and legs around him as they drive away. That sounds unsafe. Wildly unsafe. Mm-hmm. Wildly unsafe motorcycle practices. But anyway, as I'm getting into here. So now that Chance, so, so Chance Wilder is dead, so, uh, but there was, but this begs a massive question. Now that Marlboro is, uh, riding bulls because he probably got a bull because he had four thousand dollars in marble miles saved up um yeah i'm doing another marble miles reference that's fine it's all it's all i have mm-hmm. all that's that, that's fine nobody's judging yeah. and, uh, and and harley drives off with uh his next uh dime piece that he's gonna leave somewhere else so who's gonna be running this bar <laughs> good question Everyone's dead. Good question. Like, like all Lulu did was sing there. She you know, it wasn't like she was a proprietor, or you know, she was like she hold. You know, if anything, um, you know, the old man is dead, and if he's the only name on that lease, then the bank gets it anyway. Yeah. So it was really all for nothing. Yeah. That yeah. bar still got demolished and a skyscraper still went up. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. Uh, out of 10. 10. Do you honestly believe that this is a 10 out of 10? Yes. You put this up there with Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Marvel Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give this movie a three. Some fan. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, when Chris came over on Friday, he was like, "Oh, you guys watched uh, that that Harley Davidson movie, right?" And I was like, "Let me stop you right there. This is not a Harley Davidson movie. This is only a Harley Davidson movie because a character happens to have that name and drives one. <clears throat> and dri- no, he drove a Kawasaki in the beginning." <laughs> yeah because uh, that's the one that it's the one that marvel shoots up with oh, the, yeah. Oh, yeah, with the guy right. where he's like oh 
It's like, oh, Harley, if you could shoot for shit, you'd still stink or something like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're right. It's a hard three, and I only give it that because it's cheesy 90s action, but it's bad all over. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will watch it every time it comes on, but it is not a good movie. Yeah. No, I give it a 10. It's like, it's like Troll 2 was on the other day, and I was watching that because I couldn't turn that off. Uh, no, my, my actual rating is just a 5 out of 10. I mean, it's, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, you just named it. Um, but it's also like, I, I also think this is better than the rise of Skywalker, but uh, <laughs> Troll 2 is better than the rise of Skywalker. Correct. Correct. Um, do you, do you, do you have a favorite scene? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Probably no. You know, it's, it's, it, it, it's a marble shooting pool. It, yeah that's pretty cool because don johnson we're both, makes that. we're both fans of playing pool yeah. too so yeah and, and don yeah. johnson really makes that scene i love a good bar fight i love mm-hmm. a good bar fight mm-hmm. least favorite scene that that shootout in the airplane graveyard yeah that was kind of dumb not as good as the shootout in the airplane graveyard in con air so no. yeah so just that um yeah that, that wasn't good um but hey, that's Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. Um, so I was thinking, George, as you were talking, um, let's um, let's let let's finish this episode up um, with uh, instead of instead of in a cup in two weeks, you know, we uh, recap episodes f- uh, four through eight of Peacemaker. Let's do a quick talk talk of four, five, and six. Since we okay. did do one, two, and three, so we'll just okay. break it up, and then in a couple of weeks we'll just finish out the finish out the show. So, um, because he's Peacemaker's clearly white trash, and this is a movie that's tailored towards white trash. So, <laughs> I said it, everybody. I guess it makes me white trash, but whatever. Um, I mean, uh, I'm not. I'm not even going to try to hide my roots. So, <laughs> if the if the Cowboys boot fit. If the Cowboys taped, if the uh, Cowboys duct tape boot fits, mm-hmm. he kept that duct tape in his boot. Yeah, he did. I don't know how, but he did. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, now now we're on the Peacemaker. And as I said at the top of the show, um, I have really liked episodes four, five and six. Like I gave I'm I know I gave episodes five and six a nine out of ten. I think I gave episode four an eight out of ten. Um, and I gave episode three, a seven out of 10, like they, like the first two episodes were rough and then they've just prog- progressively gotten better. And it, the show is like really good. I'm invested in the story. I'm invested in the characters. Like this is James Gunn when he's not maybe given like a two hour time frame that fucking Warner brothers seems to want to give everybody. And, you know, is, it doesn't have to butcher a fucking movie. Um, he's got this, the stories it's, it's breathing and it's, it's, pretty fucking good and yeah. uh you know you know everybody knows our thoughts on the whole warner brothers dc situation our friend chris and stuff like that you know but i'm not going to sit here and be like it's shit just because a director has made it that i didn't want to make you know what i mean like everybody knows you know i love Zack snyder and stuff like that but this show has been very good and i will yeah. give i will say that i will admit to that that this show overall has been very good. Um, and I'm really excited for the last two episodes of the season. 
So um, to see how how it finishes out, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a season two. Um, I I really think there will be. Um, so what have you thought about the last three episodes? I mean, I thought uh, as they've gone on four, five, and six, each episode is just a little bit better than the than the one yeah. than the previous one. Yeah. You know, um, uh, every character has seemingly kind of come into their own. And has sure. like their own thing about him. Like I know, uh, I'm, now I know you hate John Economist. Have uh, you he, come I, around on him? Uh, yes. Uh, not, I mean, not like totally, but like he's gotten better, and the show's going along. He's he's mm-hmm. he's you know he's not as annoying as he was in right. Suicide Squad and the first couple episodes of the show. But I kind of like him now. He's got some personality and stuff like that. And I don't know. And I just killed, I, and, and he killed a gorilla with a chainsaw. That's true. That's true. Um. I was very shocked to see Mernon was a uh, was infected by a uh, butterfly. Yeah. So was I. And and it's clear that Waller knew. Yeah. Because she always knew. She knows. And then the diary, you know, we find out that the diary that um, that uh, was smuggled into his apartment um, is basically just it was planted by Waller that says that he knows the existence of all the aliens and wants to wipe them all out. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's her way of eliminating Peacemaker in this scenario. Get enough mm-hmm. people mad at him, I'll take him out. Yeah, and then she'll no longer have to worry about him. Yeah, I mean she could just blow his head. Oh, yeah, I mean so is a bomb in his neck, but yeah, yeah, but you know Waller. It, yeah, she's got secrets on top of secrets. So. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So I'm um the action has been really really good. Um, which I'm I'm loving. Uh, you know, just give me some, give me some, uh, give me some John Cena fucking killing people in the show. It's all I want. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and he's, he's coming to his own too. He's really impressing me with his acting. Um, vigilante uh, is still hit and miss with me. I think he's too goofy. Um, but, uh, the scene in the, when he was in prison, I thought that was great. That whole sequence when he's beating the shit out of those guys. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm really, I'm really, I'm shocked. I'm digging it because the suicide squad really, really, really soured with me. Um, after follow, you know, sub, sub, uh, uh, the following viewings from the initial time I saw it in the theater it really soured on me. Um, but the show is really good. I think it's, I think it's way better than the movie. Um, and like I said, I think, I hope we get a season two. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm let me move up to the mic. I'm sure that was a little, little faded, but hope we get a season two. Um, and um, yeah, uh, I know there's rumors of James Gunn getting another series, and I really hope it's Bloodsport because I'm not really interested in anybody else from that that squad. Um, that lived, I just, I'm just not. I think Bloodsport. I think if you go the opposite of what they've done with Peacemaker, which was you know kind of a goofy show, if if he would go the opposite. And make a blood sport show a little more serious and maybe kind of do what they have blood sport doing in the current line of the comics where he he's basically like a just a a uh, an agent for waller he's not really part of the suicide squad he's he's a just a uh, a gun for hire that she uses if you just have him like going on a mission over the course of like a six episodes i think that'd be really good a little more serious you know, you can sure you can have some 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 jokes and that's fine. But I, I think a, I think a more serious tone for that show would be a really good contrast to what we got with Peacemaker. If I'm James Gunn, okay, 
and I'm getting and I'm greenlit for this uh, for for another show, which obviously you wouldn't start doing or or piece anything together until after March, which we know in March is when the discovery deal finally gets finalized and goes through. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're discovery and you're really like I, I know we're hearing conflicting stories one way or the other, I'm still going to keep the hope alive. Yeah. Um, if you're discovery and you want to try and get some, uh, you want to try and get some of those fans back. That you that has been pushed away by Warner Brothers mm. and the Toby Emmerich regime. Here's what you do: you have James Gunn team up with Zack Snyder. Now we know what happened the last time they teamed up. We got Dawn of the Dead 2004, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. You have them team up, sort of. Maybe you know a little bit of co-writing here or there. Do Bloodsport, but you have Bloodsport on the hunt for Deathstroke and you make it Joe Mangiello's Deathstroke. Give that man his show. Yeah. That guy so wants to play the role and he never got it. Thanks, Toby. Um I I'm not losing hope. Um but I I think the more and more I hear about like Zach's about to shoot two movies back to back. Um, and you know, as that cast gets older, I, I just feel like it's probably not going to happen. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I think, um, and you know, I remember James Gunn's still shooting gardens of galaxy three right now and he's still got to shoot oh, the yeah, holiday yeah. special yeah. too. So, I mean, he, he, if there's a season two, a peacemaker and there is a, you know, another show spinoff show, they want him to do, you're not looking for at least two years because he's not going to be writing and filming during press junkets for guardians three no. you know because that comes out next year next mm-hmm. may i think may or august it's one of the two of next year i think is guardians three so i mean you're not you're not looking you're looking at the end of next year beginning of 2024 before really anything kicks in the gear with james Gunn with dc right. again so who knows by then what's what's going to happen but um yeah pleasantly pleasantly surprised with peacemaker um i think um i think it's really good i still need to catch up on doom patrol um i just haven't got around to it you know Mm -hmm. um yeah but pleasantly pleasantly surprised surprised with with peacemaker um overall really right now um i would give the i would give the show a B plus just because I didn't really like those first two episodes and let's see how it finishes. Um, I can't imagine, I can't imagine the ball being dropped with as good as the last three to four episodes have been. I can't imagine I mean, them just it, like finishing I mean, it, it shitty. You know what I mean? It is entirely possible, but I think the way sure. it's been going, it's, it's yeah. As each episode has gotten better than the last since he's, since, you know, started with episode three, and then, you know, which was better than the first, in my opinion, was was better than the first two episodes. And then, you know, four was really good. Five was a great episode. Six was a great episode. I just can't imagine we'd get two shitty episodes to finish the season off. So, um, and I don't really have any predictions because I have no idea where they're going with the story. Yeah. So, no which idea. is kind of cool. So, so um, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, that, that drops Thursday. So, I'll be watching that when I get home from work. Um, I'm looking forward to that. So. Um, I think that's it for now. Yep. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. we'll we'll cover those two episodes. Um, 
obviously episode seven is this week episode eight's next week so probably at the we'll, we'll talk about these last two episodes at you know the following week's episode not not next week but like you know two weeks from now we'll, we'll wrap up the, the the series which will lead us right into returning the jedi and book of boba fett so um even though that does wrap book of boba fett season finale is wednesday it just makes sense to do it on the back of a uh dc movie or star yeah. wars movie so yeah um might have a movie picked out for this weekend we're gonna we're gonna check the streaming sites and on demand and stuff like that and um well uh, george will put a vague hint up if so um if not we'll just we'll find something else that's all um mm -hmm. so but um cool uh you know check out all the other podcasts uh george has been featured on the hot tag a lot lately i might join him tonight i haven't decided yet um but we're I'm probably going to do big geek energy i would i would say at some point within the next like 48 72 hours we'll record a new episode of that um you know we're leading into the super bowl so that's going to be another football centric episode um i think we're doing top 10 all-time favorite football players i believe i believe um, so yes yeah and then that, that'll obviously we'll do like super bowl predictions and stuff like that at the end i'm sure and then uh, you know and then next week will probably be right back to you know regular regular schedule programming so um and then bond i yeah we'll, we'll talk about that um see what we're gonna do i don't know if we'll get to this week or definitely next week so but uh yeah we'll see uh anyway everybody we'll uh we'll see you in a few days um i've been dean holtzapple i'm still george rogers and we will see you in the multiverse <laughs>